Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1191 of our trek, and it is Worldview Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important in order to have a proper perspective on today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, it is required that we also have a proper understanding of God and His Word. In our Worldview Wednesday episodes, we are in a series in which we are covering another detailed book review from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. We are taking a deep dive and will share Dr. Heiser's insights into the question, which is also the title of his book, What Does God Want? And today we'll look at Why We Should Live Like Jesus. Last week we discovered that there are a lot of reasons to live like Jesus, but earning God's love is not one of them. So what are the reasons? Well, first, sin is self-destructive and harms not only us, but those around us. In my own extended family, I've seen the effects of alcoholism, drug addiction, and infidelity. It is obvious that these things destroy life. It should also equally be obvious that the things of the world, the unbelieving culture, what they offer for pleasure and self-gratification are temporary and have no enduring value. The culture tells us to live life, to gratify our own happiness, regardless of the misery our decisions create. It offers no eternal perspective. It beckons us to live for the now, and that, in their opinion, there is no higher calling. The Bible exposes this mindset for what it is in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15-17. through 17. Do not love the world, nor the things that it offers. For when we love the world, we do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only cravings of physical pleasure, the cravings of everything we see, and the pride of our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but these are from the world. And the world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Second, in many respects, the opposite of the first, living a godly life blesses others. The truth is that the way we live and think either blesses other people or curses them. Jesus served people and was a blessing to them. Pursuing a lifestyle driven by self-gratification and self-absorption isn't fulfilling. Every supermarket tabloid offers an example of this reality. Blessing people not only reflects Jesus, but also leads to personal fulfillment. Your life matters when it is lived in service to others. Third, the godly life allows us to be a consistent witness for the gospel. If people look at our lives and don't see any distinction from the unbelieving world and don't see a life lived for the service of others, they won't find the gospel believable or at best they'll be confused. They will see our lives as a contradiction to the message of Jesus. People will expect us to live like Jesus, the person we say loves them. That's not unreasonable. And the alternative is hypocrisy and no one appreciates hypocrisy. Living a godly life isn't about earning a place in heaven. It is not about putting God in our debt because of the spirituality points that we've racked up. Passages like the following have an altogether different focus. 
First, let's look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He finds acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Also in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 19-21, through 21, which tells us, But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be the special utensils for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the Master to use for every good work. And finally, in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1-8, through 8, Is there any encouragement in belonging to Christ? Any comfort from His love? Any fellowship together with the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his design privileges and took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. These passages give us some idea on how we should live, but we still haven't gotten into the specifics of discipleship. How does a disciple live? What does the disciple do? Fortunately, Jesus and his original disciples, the first Christians, made this very clear. Jesus never told his disciples to do something that he didn't do himself, and he showed them how to do it. They, in turn, followed his example and taught others to do the same in the early days of the fledging church. That will conclude our lesson for this week in Dr. Heiser's book, What Does God Want? Next Worldview Wednesday, we will discover... What does a disciple do? And I believe that you'll find each Worldview Wednesday an interesting topic to consider as we build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer, which will help you to lighten up and live a rich and satisfying life. So I encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 1,190 treks or read the wisdom journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, 
let to others generously lead with integrity and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.